Ready? Yep. <laughs> Do the capacitor or stock capacitor? <laughs> it's your show, buddy. <laughs> Is it a four? I can't remember. Uh, three. One, two, three, clap. <laughs> right. Oh, fucking hell. Full of beads this evening. Right. So, one, two, three. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode two of the ABC's Affording Ahead, a show that puts the cream into cakes, the jam into donuts and the hot into dogs. That's right, it's like a patisserie of positivity and well-being and a show to take away your dire straits. So with that in mind and without further ado, let me introduce you to my brothers from another mother in arms. Firstly, on my left, as always, is a man who is as much soul as Gladys Knight and her pips and is steaming in fast on his midnight train from Georgia. It's the one and only Mr. Alan Sanders. Welcome to the show, buddy. Well done. Hold on. I got to give you a standing applause. That, well done. That was well amazing. Done. Well yeah. done. <laughs> Thank you very much. I am guys. doing well, considering that I just found out I am considered essential. The first time in nearly 50 years... I'm considered essential. I have a letter from the Department of Homeland Security that allows me to go anywhere I need to because I'm part of media. How cool is that? That is amazing. But I was kind of hoping it was going to be from your wife. No, I'm not essential there at all. (laughs) Well, then, so that's uh, so everything's going uh, well. That sounds good then. So that makes you like important, does it? Is that what it is? Uh, I don't know if it's real, but it's the letter that says I am. So, yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Okay, right, but it's not just you in this little group we've got going here. Um, so, uh, secondly, on my right is a man holding his large instrument and brings the rock to this threesome of fun. Our very own Mr. Blue Skies, in fact, like Jeff Lynn himself, it's Mr. Chris Man. Hello, buddy. <laughs> How you doing, mate? Wow, that Hello, was... buddy. <laughs> I know it's technically, I know he's from Birmingham and I know that'll piss you off a little bit, but it's the nearest I could get the wall. That's so fine, that's fine. Um, I mean, yeah. How you doing, mate? Wow, that was a. Ama- you floored me with that. I know I've given you a lot of shit about your intro last time we did the show, but that was, I won't ever do that again. That was incredible. I'm very well, thank no, you. That's awesome, it's awesome. How have you been then? You've been up to much? Uh, been going out much? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry no. um, what's happened? Wow, it's been a bit of a strange old week, hasn't it? You know, turn up to work last Monday and then Tuesday, actually you're going to be working for home for the next month or so, um, yeah. which is fine. It's, you know, but then then they announced the schools are shutting. It's like, oh, bollocks. Now what am I going to do? <laughs> Um, so the kids have been home this week, but to be fair, they've been good. And it, you know, like the whole point of this show, which is accelerated a lot because we're only going to do this perhaps once a month, but, uh, we've got a bit more time on our hands now, haven't we? So, um, it's kind of, we're looking at the positives. We're spending more time together as a family and you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing for us. So uh, anyway, we're going to get into all of that kind of stuff. Exactly right. Exactly right. I think we've been clear with me with this show that um, we don't touch politics or try to do very little of it. Uh, that's across the whole 60 Minutes with Banner. And also just with the obviously what's going on at the moment with the big lockdown and everything that's going on in the world. We just want to bring positivity and cheer 
and uh, try and get into people's lives. And so we're not going to sort of um, rack on and talk about that stuff that's going yeah, in the Yeah, you know, the, um, I was business. thinking about this yeah. because you never know when somebody's going to pick up on this episode. So we can just call it that which shall not be named because we don't know what it is because it could be something different depending when you hear it. So whatever that thing in your life that's causing anxiety or stress or panic or whatever, it's that thing that we don't know right now. So that thing that shall not be named. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly right. That is the point. That's exactly what this show aims for, doesn't it? Yeah. So it doesn't matter where you are, when you are, what you're doing, how you're doing, who you're feeling, who you're touching, all those sort of things. So, yeah. Oh. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> not, Just not touching myself. anybody. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, self-isolation for lots of us as well, to be fair, is... Um, we we do that. I do that quite a lot anyway. I really do. I have very little in my life other than just sitting in masturbating. I was just so, going to say, yeah, playing with yourself. I, good. Yeah. I've been self-isolating for a while. I usually have to lock the door. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't bother anymore. I just fucking let him walk in, you know. It's a bit difficult <laughs> when the kids come in, though, but, you know. Right, yeah. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so i tell you what. So Dad! after a party, it was really... <laughs> 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 Yeah, do you stop when that happens? <laughs> well, it depends, you know, from my stroke, you know, from getting into it. <laughs> you, no, no. You, you, you under par now then, yeah? <laughs> no, I mean, um, no, at the end of the day, it's natural, isn't it? So <laughs> you've got to learn something. Well, not with the kids. <laughs> Fucking hell. I, I know, that's what Sapple said. But no, seriously. <laughs> oh, it was the other way around. He said, no, with the kids, please. So no, anyway, I'm just thinking. So since we recorded our pilot episode, I actually mm. got some pretty cool... Um, uh, feedback from some friends of mine who listened, oh. which is really nice. I like that, getting sort of live feedback. I had someone uh, leave me a couple of messages, and yeah, it's just been really cool. Have you heard much from people at all, or is it just um, we only hear from people if we tweet out for prizes to be won on a competition? Is that what it's all about? <laughs> how, have you, how have you found it? Uh, I think there's been some good feedback on uh, Twitter. Um, Ian, oh, a bit dead. Uh, 77, I think it, it is. Uh, <laughs> Quite fitting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure. He is a bit dead. Yeah. He, uh, he sends He's a He's only nice a message. bit dead. He's still a little alive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to ask you a question, actually. Changing the subject very quickly, and I'm derailing you a little bit here, Ben. But, um, That's right. Do you know who Savile is when we mention him, uh, Alan? I know because nope. we met. You have no idea? Oh. Jimmy Savile? No. Nope. The, right, okay. Um, Shall we touch well, this actually, name? Well, actually, I remember... Do you know what, quickly? I, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of his favourite sayings. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, what show is this? <laughs> Just quickly. That makes it funnier because I remember when we first started communicating together as a group on WhatsApp, I remember, I think, Alan, you saying... You gave us an example of someone who was one of the, like, the pioneers and one of the biggest stars from back in the 80s or 70s who everyone would know in your country, who might possibly wouldn't translate to our country. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, or, or sure do. Making that up? Yeah. Well, he would have been a prime example of who was, who was, you know, I would say, who did you, I can't remember who you picked. Um, 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 for radio, it might be something like Paul Harvey. No, it wasn't him. It was someone else. But anyway, but Savile would be that, that guy over here. He, he was like, prop, you know, into top, he like hosted Top of the Pops. He was one of the mm-hmm. biggest DJs Jim in our fix country. Jim will fix it. Jim will fix it. <laughs> oh, in music. Okay. Because um, I was, I don't know if you meant in talk or just a pioneer in radio, but. Um, well, he was you know, a pioneer you know, like Casey in Casey Kasem was always huge here with his top 40. We're going to count all the way to the yeah. top of the stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, Shaggy as well, isn't he? Yes. Very good. The voice of, of Shaggy. There you go. 
Ooh, I did not know that. In mm, see from Scooby Doo, yes. What from, what from day one, from when it first came yep. out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cartoon. He's still alive. Is now, he still alive? Well, his head's in a bag somewhere. I think the, his new wife is keeping it there and, and cryogenically, uh, you know, on ice so that way she can keep collecting the checks. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I'm Casey um, Jason. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars where I currently exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe next time we'll do a show about, we'll tell you about who Jimmy Savile is, perhaps. <laughs> yes. I think that might be, I think the reason Chris brought him up as well is because it would make no sense whatsoever when we keep making these little jokes across no. all of our shows about Savile and stuff. So, yeah. It really isn't joking material to some people, but to us satirical Brits, you know, we just find all sorts of shitty stuff like that hilarious. So, yeah, that's that. But, um, yeah, so it's great. So, um, yeah. So your um, feedback question. I actually only got a couple of things via Twitter. More about love the idea, enjoyed the yeah. first conversation, looking forward to see where it goes. So I think we whetted the appetite of some audience. But, you know, we just did a pilot where it was more or less explaining what we wanted to do, but we really didn't do it yet. So I think people are kind of waiting yeah. to see what the this next episode brings. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys, um, you're, you obviously got your your ways that you go about to keep positivity going with things that crop up. I just wondered, I was going to ask you guys, ha- has anything happened particularly since we last spoke that perhaps you can talk about that's happened in your life that you um, found a solution to? Because that's, you know, part of my philosophy is just looking for solutions rather than just moaning about a problem. You know, that helps generally a lots of people. I've got my hand up. Can you, can you pick me? Can I go first? <laughs> yes, I'll pick you. <laughs> okay. okay, so here's hold on, something. Hold on, hold on, what? hold on. You have your hand up what, though? I did. I had my hand, well, I had my hand. Well, I had the other hand was busy, so I can only raise <laughs> one. So hold on. Wait, I'm almost done. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> so, um... I've always, first of all, I'm kind of a believer in the concept of karma anyway. You know, that if you do good things, you treat people well, you try to be a good person. Doesn't mean it always, but in general, I think more good than bad will happen to you and vice versa. If you tend to be kind of a crappy person, you kind of, you're always down. You're always feeling like you have to knock somebody down or you have to be pessimistic or rude that you may feel like things are always happening poorly to you. So I kind of believe in sort of a, a cosmic version of karma when it comes to just your attitude in general. And I've always had, and I shouldn't say always, but for the last probably two decades, I've just said, you know what? I can't control what my neighbor's doing or what they're thinking. I can't control what other people think about me. I can only control me. So I'm going to control my thought patterns and just be happy with what I have. And if something goes, you know, tango uniform on me, for those folks who don't know your Morse code names, tits up <laughs> that's me included <laughs> uh, uh, i'm i'm like it, it happens you, there's no such thing as perfect all the time bad things will happen but you keep staying positive and then you might if, and if you do you can sometimes see how things might align in a positive way that you might have missed if you were only going well there it is the universe is out to get me everything sucks everything's bad why do i even bother you know when you get trapped in that you yeah, miss yeah, yeah. the signs just quickly, and there are many, many people who do seem to have that about them. They do tend to talk like that. You can, you can see it in their, you know, how they talk in different channels and stuff. There mm-hmm. are people who do think that way. And I think we've all been at some point, I mean, for me, it would be a very, very long time ago, but I, I noticed the moment I changed my way of thinking, it definitely improved things 10 times, 100 times, oh, yeah. you know? So you're definitely right there. I yeah, could crazy. go back and pick in, individual stories in the last, you know, 10 years of when, all of a sudden, let's say the water heater breaks 
and you've got a $900 bill and you're thinking, oh my gosh, where are we going to get another $900? And then out of nowhere, I'd get a phone call. Hey, we need some voiceover work. It's last minute. Do you mind coming for a couple of days? And it'd be like a $900 gig. So it ended up being a wash. Well, yeah. this happened just in the last week. I have a, a rental house when, uh, when, when I got separated from my first wife, had to restart again. I think a lot of people are used to the idea of having to start over. I think all three of us here know what it's like to yeah. have a wife number two. So uh, I had wife well, number luckily, one. Well, wife number one. Wife number one for me. I didn't get married first. Time oh, you didn't get married first. Oh, okay. Well, to yeah. have a, a, a marriage fall apart, probably because things yeah, changed yeah. in my 20s and one changed more rapidly than the other. So mm -hmm. all that yep. said, I had a house. When I got married to my next wife, who I'm married to now, her house was more convenient to where all the schools were. It made more sense to live in her house, but the economy wasn't all that great. So we made my house a rental. So I've been using that as sort of rental income, although it's more break even, but I had a renter in there for the last year and a half. Best renter I've had just always pays on time, <clears throat> always paying, you know, the bills never had a problem. If something breaks, I fix it right away. She's super happy. Well, she got a job offer to relocate to Louisiana where she actually is from. And she says, I hate to do this to you. I get a text message just a week ago. I hate to do this to you. We need to be out by the end of the month. My job starts April 1st. So I know it's leaving you in a lurch, but I'm going to have to break the lease. And I was like, you know, well, that's what the security deposit's for. You know, there's a lot going on right now, but that's not your problem. That's my problem. I'll find somebody. Yeah. Well, in the midst of this, I'm thinking, Jesus, I've got two weeks to try to find someone to put in this house in the midst of people not being able to maybe freely walk about and do what they need to do. My oldest daughter, who is a server in a, in, a, in a medium to upscale restaurant, she lost her job until this, you know, this issue goes away that we're dealing with yeah, at the yeah. time of this recording. So she's completely out of her regular income. My other daughter, who actually works part time for the city park and rec, she lost that until such time as everything is, is in the green. So the place they're renting together, suddenly they can't afford that anymore. But guess what? Now I've got my rental. My rental is a bigger house. They can get a third roommate. They can lower their, both of their payments, rent my house from me, bring a third person in. All of them will be paying less than they were paying to begin with. And I don't skip a beat. And if That's I had, awesome. I, if I'd been a negative person and just a down person, I don't know that that would have happened or if I would have even saw how the planets were aligning. But I was like, you know what? You know, we can swear here. So shit happens. You know, you just deal yeah. with it. I could let it bring me down or I could say, you know what? There's a solution here. Just let it present itself. Boom. It was there. Yeah. And it's going to end up being better for everyone. But if I had been a pissed off, mad at the world, kicking the dog, I don't know that we would have had a solution. I may still be sitting there going, how am I going to handle paying another mortgage in the midst of this crisis when my renter's gone? And instead it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. I'm just going to just just I'll, I'll respond to that in a second, actually. But what about you, Stabby? Are you, are you just similar? Yeah, think, do you yeah. Think that way? Yeah. yeah, totally do. I mean, so last year, last Christmas, um, I'm not going to start you, singing. I gave, you, <laughs> I gave you my heart. Oh, Jesus, you know. the worst Christmas song ever. We all know how much Alan loves that song. Um, no, last, so last Christmas, uh, it, the day before I was due to break up from work, um, my car got vandalized. I'd gone into a supermarket because I... My job means that I'm out and about quite a lot. So I just popped into the supermarket to go for a pee. Five minutes later, somebody had smashed two of my passenger um, uh, windows and smashed the, 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 the front windshield. 
Um, reckon and to do with my job I reckon because I'd got a personalised licence plate at the time the nature of my job uh, would suggest that I piss off people inadvertently not, 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 not on, in purpose or intentionally but uh, anyway somebody was obviously a bit upset with me so there was that it was a real kind of weird feeling of walking back from the supermarket to my car and going wow that car looks really fucked up actually that's oh, your yeah. car um, and then you know <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing worse than the dawning recognition of first going, look, that asshole fucked up his car. Wait, that's my car. <laughs> yeah. I just incidentally, incidentally though, what, what, what is your personalised number plate? No. <laughs> well, it's got, I've sold it now. So anyway, that, oh, okay. I guess that adds on to so th- this, this story. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it was, uh, it was K666JEL. Um, so, because obviously, yeah. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, the uh, so that, that was that, and this kind of encapsulates the, the what you've just been saying in terms of the, the, the whole sense of karma, and then uh, looking at it in terms of a positive way. So I drove the car home, initially thinking, "What the fuck am I going to do? How am I going to solve this? Resolve it?" So phone insurance. They sent somebody out the next day. I was more worried the next day because we were booked in to go and see Santa Claus. That's how close it was to to um, to Christmas, and you know. The guy was there all day fixing my car and it was like getting close to four o'clock. I'm thinking, shit, we need to go. We need to go. But it got sorted. Went to see Santa. So anyway, in total, cost me about £190 to get sorted. And, you know, so I was out of pocket just before Christmas. I looked at it in this point of view was I got to finish work a day earlier. because obviously, you know, I didn't go in the next day. And then the most amazing thing happened to me after that because the people that I work with, and I, unbeknownst to me, I'd obviously gone in after Christmas because I was off for a week and a half or whatever, gone in in January, and the people that I work with had um, clubbed together to get me some money. Not, you know, not unprompted. I didn't moan about it. I didn't go in. I just, you know. so that, And then they'd given me, I think they, it was about £100, which, you know, you could say, okay, it didn't cover all the costs, but that meant more to me. Than, I mean, that's a shit ton of money in your neck of the woods, the, isn't it? Let's be fair. <laughs> yeah. The, the, ge- the gesture itself meant more to me than the actual value of the money that, that was given to me because, um, it, you know, you could look at it in, in ways of, well, fuck me, it's just before Christmas. I can't afford it anyway because of Christmas, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But it was the fact that I looked at it, well, you know what? Shit has happened. I finished work a day early. Then that happened, and it brought—I'm not going to lie—brought me to tears. It was—it was the most amazing gesture because it meant—it it made me feel that I actually mattered to the people that I work with, and we were, we're all a close group anyway. Uh, and so that just was just meant more than any value of money. And so, and then after that, I sold my license plate and made money on that. So it all worked out in the end, but I could have been just before, it could have ruined my Christmas. It could have ruined the time I'd got off with the kids because I could have stewed on it and felt like, you know, pissed off about the whole situation. But as it turned out, like I said, my general attitude being, well, it's not nice, but let's move on from it and let's just deal with the situation. And then positive things came back from it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is if, if you, you know, I kind of go through life with this little equation, which I picked up from a training course, which I think is quite good. And it's um, it, it, E plus R, E plus R equals O. So an event happens out of your control. Like you said, Alan, you can't control everyone around you. You can only control your actions. And then your response will equals your outcome. So if you, you know, uh, respond negatively, then 
there's a good chance that something negative will come out of it. If you respond positively, then you're more likely to have a positive outcome because of the way that you're dealing with the situation. So that's how I tend to deal with things. Doesn't always work. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not fucking perfect. But I, I generally uh, go through life with that outcome. Another example was uh, I crashed my car. I'm shit with cars, aren't I? <laughs> sure you can. Apparently so. Uh, Nobody ride with Chris. Yeah. Um, this <laughs> is, <laughs> don't load him the car either. Yeah. This was in 2015. I was on my way to work. The light, the sun was really low in the sky. It's not one of those kind of like early mornings and it was it kind of blinding. So and I didn't see, I clipped a car on the, uh, on the curb. Nobody was hurt or anything like that. But it was one of those. And um, I thought, again, you know, shit happens. It's not great, but nobody got hurt. And um, okay, insurance costs went up a little bit, but... I got to go home. I walked home. I had breakfast. Oh, I stopped at a pub and I had some breakfast. And, then I to, uh, <laughs> and I got to spend the rest of the day just playing video games. And then, you know, uh, it just, it's just things like that, you know. And so that's kind of how I go through life as best as I possibly can by always trying to look for the positives in a situation. Um, and, and when we were talking about doing this show, with everything that's going on in the world, I wrote down the first thing, five things that came into my mind about remaining positive or, or little t- hints and tips to stay positive. And um, they work for me, you know, and they've been working for me with what's going on. And I think I totally agree with what you said, Alan. You can forget what's happening in the world right now. I know it's hard, but forget it. This applies to just life in general for me, you know, and I think that the, if these were the five things that I wrote down, they're, they're obviously important to me. Um, and, and I think they apply at any time in, in your life rather than just right when there's a crisis. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But obviously, if you practice them, then they are more effective when times of crisis happen. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Oh, you're not going to share amazing. the five things. Okay, that's your oh, secret. No, no, no. I can't tell. Well, that's good. Don't <laughs> yeah, tell you anybody. Hold on, hold on. Hold until the next in. episode. I was just going to say, hold it out. <laughs> well, don't tune one an episode. <laughs> yeah, you got to tune into the next one to find out. No, I mean, I, was, I, didn't, I didn't want to hog all the show, but I mean, basically, for, important for me, doing some exercise. Hey, hey, hey Chris, I'm done. I did that intro. I've got fuck all else to say. Don't worry about it. <laughs> But important for me, but as as we established last time when we spoke, but doing it, doing some exercise. That, you know, I think if you do some exercise, even if you're not in the greatest of shape, try and do some exercise because that will help, help make you feel better in the long run. Um, saying hello to people, um, that's something I've noticed I'm doing more now because we still go out for walks and stuff with the kids. So, but when we passing people by, instead of sort of like you know just kind of passing them by, nodding your head, whatever, it's being polite and just acknowledging that there's another human being you know uh walking by you or whatever that's that's i think more more than ever now he's having that kind of contact with people let me jump on that you're absolutely right because today the wife and i went with there's a there's a park by our house that's about a two and a half mile uh park it's a paved path you can use a bike you can use a stroller or you can walk it we brought two of our dogs it's called the etowah river walk because it goes by the etowah river on one on one edge of it I've always made eye contact with people coming the other way. And as we get close, I'm like, hey, how's it going? It's amazing the number of people that almost get like a shy return smile as if no one's ever said hi to me before. Like, seriously, no one's ever said hi. It's just like the way it looks. And they're not saying that, but it's just almost, wow, they said hi to me. And you almost wonder, did you just make that person's day? And how hard is it to just go, hey, how's it going? That's it. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not. I'm not giving him a dollar. I'm not like giving him my resume. I'm not having you know a stop in a chat. It's just, what's up? How you doing? Keep going. Yeah. And then if they do maintain eye contact, I usually whip my cock out. But uh, <laughs> and then they start to stare like intently. Like, what's that? What are you, are you holding something? What, what, are you offering me something? I can't see that. <laughs> I, think, I think whipping's been a bit generous there, Chris. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. My, the response I usually get is like, all right, son, put it away. There's nothing to, to, nothing to be proud of. Nothing um, to see here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this was, I mean. Do you know what? You know what I'm thinking of right now? I'm thinking of that, that video you shared earlier on WhatsApp. Oh. It's crap for the people listening, but trust me, it's hilarious for us. <laughs> By the way, I can do five cans, which are full. So it's all good for me. Yeah, I I'm usually can do a, a wet towel or a damp towel. <laughs> But we're, 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 for the listeners, we're, we're talking genital, genital weightlifting. That's what we're doing. Oh, what did you call it? You were on uh, one of the episodes of Blazing Saddles. You call it Duvet Olympics. Oh, yes. I've always done that. It's great fun to run away, especially when you're on your own and entertain yourself in front of the mirror. It's great. How many towels can you hold up? No, 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 no. It's duvets. So it makes sure, it make sure it's 30 tog. I don't. I don't even think you get a thirty. I don't even think you get a thirty tog, but it's the biggest. I can lift that; it goes right over my head, and we can play TPs. So it's all good. Well, it is funny. But I'm a big a good fan point. of pitching a good old-fashioned tent myself. So, <laughs> it, it, again, it's again. Look, changing up how you do things it is incredible. How it does make a big difference. Just quickly, going back to what you were saying at the start there, Alan, about the whole house. Well, we'll remember, we, we only got one and two of Chris's list, mm -hmm. but go ahead. Oh, sorry. Are you going to do them all now then? Oh, well, okay. that... Very quickly, I'll just run through. Go so on then, go for it. Go this for is it, one, um, just checking in on elderly people as best as you can. And, you know, we've got a neighbour, he's on his own, just pushed a note through his door saying, look, if you need anything, give us a call. That's, you know what I mean? Um, it, it could be a serial killer for all I know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we've just given him our contact numbers. But still, um, no, I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> Uh, avoid Can I just have the key to your house? <laughs> <laughs> um, avoiding social media. So last. What about oh. if you can't? What about if, what, say, what about if you can't read? Well, no, well, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. So um, no. So last, I think it was last Tuesday. I, the, the weird thing is, I feel like I'm in the Bermuda Triangle of Twilight Zones at the moment because I'm just yeah, yeah. I'm losing track of days as it stands because everything's just kind of blended into one a little bit. But yeah, I think it's just over a week ago anyway, I was, I felt my own anxiety levels go through the roof because I just, I knew I was doing it. I was looking at Twitter, I was looking at the news um, a lot during the day. And by the end of the day, my anxiety was just through the fucking roof. So the next day I, you know, had to maintain that and um, be strict with myself and just stop doing it. And you know what? I felt a whole lot better. And I think yeah. that's a big thing, not just for what's going on now, but generally, because there's all sorts of bullshit on the news and Twitter. There's always something going fucking wrong, isn't there? Or somebody's got this happening or what? You know what I mean? Is it is it the media, though, or is it the friends? Who's the worst? Who's the main culprit? Um, uh, it's a it's for me, it's both. It's a mix of yeah. both. You know, yeah. there's, there's the handful of friends that there's no good news. Yeah. They're a victim of everything. Yeah. The world's falling apart. It's all crap. And then you've got certain media outlets that are sharing whatever's going to hype you to click their news story because it's all about clickbait. It's about yeah. tune in, yeah. listen in, follow us, look at us, look at us, you know, and yeah. I don't want to. 
Do you know what what I? There's not very few news websites I tend to look at. There's the BBC and the Guardian. Um, I like the Guardian, and but they are really annoying me at the moment because their he- headlines are so sensationalist and sensationalized. It's just unreal. And but the annoying thing for me, the most annoying thing. They generally have like a little advert at the bottom bottom of the article, which says like we're an independent newspaper. Please help support us if you want to help keep you know keep getting this kind of content. Blah blah blah. Or you know, so it's not behind a paywall. But in in between all of the sensational headlines, you know, say death toll, blah blah blah, whatever. Then they add, if you'd like to support us, that's fucking annoyed <laughs> me. That's that's really annoyed me because it's like, well, you know. People are drawn to clicking on these headlines, and I thought that they were better than that. That's that's. Do you, is their content good though? Yeah, like if you get yeah. past if you get past the headline, is it good information? That's the most important part. I think the B. If I compare them and the BBC, the BBC seem a bit more um, uh, sort of restrained in the sensational headlines. They aren't as going over the top of it all. That could well be because they haven't got many staff on at the minute. I don't know. But it does feel like that they are giving a slightly more balanced approach. And I've said this to you before, Alan, and I'm not just saying this to blow smoke up your ass or whatever. But when I've listened to you on the radio, and this is a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about the whole situation, you gave a totally balanced approach that felt like, you know, you're giving the facts. Not saying that Mm -hmm. it's not something to be taken seriously, but at the same time, let's just kind of put things into perspective a little bit and it was just it felt better you know i felt like i was being informed and also what you know kind of um educated to a certain degree about what's going on but at the same time it's like come on let's just kind of try and keep a a level clear head that was the main thing you know Mm -hmm. but if you if you look and the thing i've noticed with a lot of media if you take the time to read the entire story you probably usually toward the end of the article get the rest of the context, but that's not going to sell. It's yeah. the first headline and the first paragraph. And that's yeah. where everyone immediately shares that on social media without knowing the context of the rest of the story. It's why things get overblown. It's why it gets overhyped. And it's why so many media people have to walk back things they thought they knew because they wanted to run with the first sensational headline instead mm. of waiting for the whole context of the story. Yeah. And, and and it was the same when Brexit was happening for four years. It was every single fucking day. It was the same. Do you know what I mean? But still, oh, careful, anyway, careful. That, we're not going to go into that. Yes, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, so being, a, being, being a podcast that looks for solutions, just um, switch all that shit off. So. Yes. <laughs> one go. last thing. This yep. is one last thing. Yep. This is the fifth thing that I've put down on the list. And I said this to you, Ben, a little while ago. Um, I started to feel a bit down about things. No, ne- no reason necessarily. I just, I don't know why. I go through bouts of it. Sometimes it doesn't, I don't necessarily need something to be going wrong in my life. I just sometimes feel down about things. And this is why I said to you in the last episode, I've never actually been officially diagnosed with any kind of depression, but there are times where I just, I can't explain why I feel down sometimes. So I have to work at, pulling myself out of it and putting the ladder up out of the hole to climb out. Well, so well, it could very well the, be yeah. that you're just a pussy. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably the case, Alan, I would say. Um, but, uh, no, it, seriously. We, I, but here's the thing. We all have that. There's nothing yeah, wrong totally. with the range of human emotions. It's when you let one particular set or maybe even just one emotion dominate and take control. That's when it's a problem. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with feeling down. I told my wife every now and then, I just, I can't explain it. I just feel like 
blah, like nothing's making me happy right now. And I just let it run its course and I move on. You know, I don't dwell on it. it, it it's life. We all have that. Hey, it's yeah. when you let it take you, take you over. That's a problem. Yeah. So, so to help me get out of that, I wrote down a list of things that are good in my life. Didn't take me long. Took me, you know, probably 10 minutes or so. I just... I'd... So what? So just quickly, what was third place? Because obviously Alan and I are first and second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my wife and kids, uh, it's, it's game in there somewhere. Uh, but no, it was just, you know, I, I just, I spent a little bit of time just to remind myself what I've got good in my life. Because I think sometimes you can, le- you can lose sight of the good things that you've got in your but life. But you know what? It's important to actually have those times where you have these, you know, where you start thinking quite deeply about things. Mm. If, if you, you, you need both sides of it. Obviously, you want more of the happiness and the positivity and all of that sort of thing. But you wouldn't be human. If you didn't have that side of it, you wouldn't be human at all. Mm. You know, for me, again, it's, you know, when you actually do break it down and look at what you have as opposed to what you haven't got, it's crazy. The balance, the, the, the actual balance always weighs in that favour. And it's a great feeling, isn't it? And if you do compare, compare yourself to what some other people don't have, that, is, that, that can really lift you up as well. You know, so it's, um, you know I'm working yeah. on that list. I like it. I'm going to go with raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens and bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. <laughs> Brown paper packages tied up with strings. Man, those are a few of my favorite <laughs> things. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it. Yeah, oh, you know what? I, I, as silly yeah. as that was, my uh, my second daughter down, thanks to the to the marriage to. Can wife I just say though, two. I only got it by the third set of words. You'll so figure it out. Right yeah. I'm, it's, it's a it's a tease for the rest of the audience. But my young uh, second daughter down, that was her favorite movie as a kid. But you know how kids yeah. sometimes can't say certain consonants next to each other. Like I could never say Popeye the Sailor Man. It was always Pie Pie because I just couldn't do yeah, it as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, she always used to say, oh, can we watch The Sound of the Music? That was her favorite movie. <laughs> Every awesome. night she watched The Sound of Music. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with having that particular song in the back of your head. It reminds us, what are your favorite things? It does get you through the thunderstorm. It gets you through the bad times to remind yourself, oh, wait, yeah. I've still got a lot of good shit in my life. I'm looking at a lot of bad in front of me, but that doesn't erase the good. Exactly yeah. right. Are you like this as well? I, I love retro. I mean, I love going back and I can watch certain films 50 times over because it's almost like a safe place and it cheers me up. The same in music. I could do that with certain songs as well or certain albums. That, that, that's a bit of a tool I use as well that just puts me in a happy mood, you know, no matter what happens. Oh, music. Yeah, we could have a whole show just yeah. about music. And we'll save that for episode yeah, four. I'll just say this. The <laughs> advent of the smart speaker... It, I know it's people are like, oh my God, they're listening all the time. You know what? My life's so boring. You want to listen in on it. You're going to probably decide your life's a whole lot better off than, than mine. I love going every night so far, this whole episode where we've been kind of indoors a whole lot. I've picked an artist and said, play me the best of. So one night it was the best of Neil Diamond. Then it was the best of Sting. Then it was the best of Pink Floyd. And it was the best of Queensryche. Yeah. It's awesome. Tonight, just before it's the incredible. show, I'm like the best of ABBA. I just realized, I think I know the lyrics of every freaking ABBA song. I'm running Sorry. through my own. Okay, stop it, Ben. I was running through my, my kitchen and dining room. My dogs look at me. I'm like dancing around, having a great time. And I felt great. I couldn't wait well, to get on the show. 
Exactly. It just lifts you up, especially did you get your, did you get your kit out, your high high heels and mm. your, your flares out, that sort of thing, get right into the groove. I was a super oh, trooper. <laughs> I've just got visions of Alan dancing naked in his uh, his kitchen to Dancing Queen. I don't I don't I don't do it naked with the dogs around. I don't need them eating any snossages, so <laughs> What's that? It looks like a treat. I actually adore ABBA as well. I think they're fantastic. They're, they're, you know, they're some of the greatest songs ever written and the harmonies are, are great. I think to me, like the Bee Gees are like the male version as well. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the full male version. Let's get that straight. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's fantastic. Yeah, music, music is incredible. And, and for me as well, you know, I, I can, I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have be able to play music, play guitar. So that, that's one of the most soothing things I can do, you know, if, if you ever get feel like things are getting on top of you. There's nothing better than doing something you really enjoy, whether mm-hmm. it's watching movies, you know, playing games or podcasting. I mean, you know, in reality, anyone can podcast, can't they, if they wanted to give it a try, you know? But they might not be very good at it. Right, right. Me, you but... might suck. <laughs> be open to that. Yeah. <laughs> it, that yeah, may yeah, not yeah. be your cup of tea. But it's funny as well, it's just, um, did you finish off your bit, Stabby? Sorry. As host, I'm poor. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm, I, that's it. I'm good. I've done my five things, but yeah. Uh, uh, again, I was going to, I was going, and they're fantastic. Honestly, those recommendations are awesome. I was going to say, because going back to your whole um, second house thing, Alan, I was mentioning I was going to come back to you on that yeah. one. Um, worst case scenarios, mate, you have to just sell the place. Right. If, if, do you know what I mean by that? I know you don't want to do that. But there's always a solution. It's, it, it's a bit like in my situation. I have a, I'm not frightened to admit I have certain amounts of debts. I've been through a marriage. I've been through all sorts of things, right? But at the end of the day, if it all got really that bad, I could just sell up and I'd come out with equity, you know? So again, if you can, all, from my point of view, is if I just have that mindset that, that the worst case scenario in that financially for me is that, then there we are. It's not so bad, is it? There's other people out there who've got nothing and they're just struggling. They're on their last legs, you know? And, um, no. So what I should do is listen to this podcast to get some positivity going. There you go. But, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, one of the other things we've, and, and we've kind of touched around it, and I love Chris's list because we did, you know, kind of talk about some of the individual yeah. items. But one of the things I hope people will walk away from during times of high stress, high anxiety, whether it's a, a national crisis or a personal one, it doesn't matter where the crisis is, you start to realize how unimportant the little things are, whether or not gotcha. you, you know, mm-hmm. you have the subscription to a magazine or you've got the newest car or, you know, whatever the, whatever the things that you think you have to fret and worry about all the time. And I think if we can learn that the more important things are spending time with one another, maybe playing a board game, maybe playing some music together, maybe playing cards, maybe playing video games together, but the yeah. togetherness I will tell you, my daughters, they're old enough now that when we have family time, when they come over, whatever we're doing together, they always look back and say, it's the memories of what we've done that sticks in their heads. Not the toys, not the clothes, not the video games or whatever. They may have yeah. enjoyed them. There's no, nothing wrong with buying your kids presents. But the memories that we, the, the, the memories we made together are what ends up being the stories that we come back to. So think about yes. that. Mm-hmm. Making those memories will last forever. Do you know what? We um, played um, board games, myself and my little girl. Absolutely loved it. We were playing 221B Baker Street, which is a brilliant game. A bit like Cluedo, but you, sort of have to, you have to work out the killer and that sort of thing. But it's quite story driven as well. You have to read out bits of story and stuff. And we also played um, Fortnite Monopoly. 
which is nothing like Monopoly whatsoever, but it's got the Fortnite name strapped on it. It's a similar-ish game, but very different too. That might not make much sense, but trust me, it's very different. But it was just great just sitting there, just us two on our own, sitting there playing, and that to me was more fun I'd had in a long while because generally speaking, my daughter likes to play video games, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is nothing mm-hmm. This is nothing about what's going on at all in the world at the moment. It's just general where she wants to just play, uh, play um, board games and just do something a little bit different. And I think that whole sitting at the table vibe is uh, a really wonderful thing to have in, in your family, you know? Yeah. So w- whether it's eating a meal, you know, we don't do that because we just, uh, <laughs> my daughter's very much like me. We're actually quite picky eaters. I'm a bit caveman when it comes to that. So I just eat as and when. That's how I keep so trim, you know, that and the masturbation. So it's that. <laughs> but, it's just, <laughs> uh, but, but again, the, it, the I think lots of families like you, Alan, I, I, so I get the feeling, and I'm not sure with you, Chris, but I get the feeling you do have quite a bit of family time around the table, like sitting there having your meal and a chat and that sort of thing. And I think that's really good for families to do that. So. I was going to say, it would be until I bought an Echo. We were talking about, um, <laughs> that was just set everybody's fucking device off. Um, it, it, until I bought one for the dining room. And now, like, we start to say, oh, how was your day? How was your day? Until my daughter, my seven-year-old, gets bored and just goes, Echo, play Little Mix songs. <laughs> or Echo, play Disney songs. I was like, oh, can you? Know, we can't just, you know. Does she rec- <laughs> Does it recognise that, that voice? It do- Yes. Because they adapt to you, apparently. So they uh, they can learn from you and all that kind of stuff. Oh, but, okay. uh, yeah, and... Uh, she, well, that's just how no, she wait, sounds, tell, you call it's it no, Isn't it... An, you said it's an Echo, isn't it? Alexa. Don't you say Alexa? Alexa, we say, yeah. Yeah, no, so the one in my room, I've called it that. I'm not going to say it because it will turn on. Um, <laughs> and then the, the one in the Something's dining room... Something's going to turn on in your room, Stabby. That's fantabitos. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it started about the time when I started talking to you guys. Alexa, so. now that I've turned you on, can you turn me on? <laughs> eh? You don't call the wife... Do you call, do you call the wife Alexa? <laughs> well, <laughs> she calls me Alexa. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> don't listen. <laughs> Well, we have um, some deep-seated issues to work through now here. Yeah. But so no, just to differentiate the two. So that one's called Echo and this one's called whatever it's called. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so yeah, we, but we do though. Um, I mean, what I've noticed that since they've been at home and I've been at home with, with them is that we'd, we've been going out for more walks. I mean, the weather this week has been amazing. I know it's not always like that in the UK, but it has been really nice and um Considering what's going on, we've just been going out and we're lucky enough to live in an area which is, um, you know, there's there's some woods, there's a lot of woods, there's a lot of greenery, there's lots of fields, there's lots of places that we can go walking and go out on bikes and things like that. So, um, that you know, that I think despite everything, this is like you said, Alan, we are concentrating on the most important things and um, and that's our family and each other, you know. So, yeah, I'm totally with you on well, that. Well, this goes along with your social media one that we kind of chatted about. We are so driven by the immediacy of on-demand, instantaneous. We are constantly being distracted. We have, uh, you know, a, a Facebook feed, a Twitter feed, an Instagram feed, depending how social media, you know, you're into it. It's been amazing to put the social media down to avoid getting bombarded, first and foremost, with, with crap. And spending quality time, it's amazing how you just feel less stressed. The stuff is still out there. It didn't go away, but it suddenly wasn't as important in that moment. And then you start realizing, wait a minute, 
maybe I've been giving it too much power over me. Maybe I've been letting the, the weight of what I thought was out there have more control over my life than I want it to. And when you, when you create the distraction of family time, making a meal together, playing songs or you're doing stuff together, you start realizing, oh, wait a minute, that crap that's out there, yeah, it's still there, but it's not nearly as burdensome or as intrusive as I thought it was. I mean, it is to switch it off. Yeah. If you actually just switch it off all totally and it's not there, it is totally avoidable, isn't it, if you wanted to switch it off. But the art is is to not have to switch it off. It's a bit like being told you can never have another drink again. You know, it, it's about balance and working out a way where you can have a few drinks and be normal, okay, and or not have too many and get completely pissed up and be an arsehole to somebody. To me, it's that fine line. I've, I, I don't do, like, Stabby, you don't do Facebook, for starters, do you? Thanks. No, I did create no, but thank God you don't, because no. if you think no. it's bad without, you haven't got it. And to me, Facebook is the worst out of all of them. So it's funny because I don't do Twitter hardly much at all. I just retweet the odd show. I really don't do much in there. And I don't know why that is. Because, because actually, is it that bad? Is it as bad? I don't know. I don't get myself sort of too deep into that. But I think with Facebook, because it's more visual, you know, it's, it's sort of there in your face with pictures and um to me it's it's much more it, to me it quickly becomes a cesspit if you look for it you can just unfollow things i've, I've kind of worked out you can actually just unfollow what you don't want to see right you know, or you've got the mute option you can turn it on say mute mute. Option. i don't want to exactly. see stories like yeah. this as often yeah um you yeah, can yeah. control that feed you, but yes, you also you you've got to know your personality see i'm in news i'm in media i've got no yeah. choice i i watch twitter nonstop. And to me, Twitter is the cesspool. It's every bit as bad as, yeah. as Facebook. But I have this ability, which, by the way, I'm not saying everyone does. Maybe it's because I've cultivated over time. I can compartmentalize. The minute I'm done with Twitter, it's ironic. None of that stuff is hanging on me. I don't feel down. I might get irritated while I'm on it, but then I'll put it down. If you don't have that ability, if you know yeah. about yourself, like Chris, you were saying, oh, my God, it just is making me feel like this, this ominous weight is on me. You put it down and said, oh, crap, it's gone. To try it. Try putting mm -hmm. it down. Maybe that'll help just mm -hmm. make it feel like there's not quite that. It's still there. Obviously, the problems in the world are still there, but you're not being hit over the head with it nonstop. Yeah, I think just to pick up on that point, um, I don't know if you guys are fans of Bill Hicks, but um, I... I like listening to Bill Hicks and I've got some of his albums and stuff. Look, watch it, YouTube clips. Um, brilliant comic. Um, sadly, no longer with us. But he did a show called Relentless. And in that, he was talking about the media and the news. And this is obviously before social media was even a thing. You know what I mean? And um, even then, it's like, you know, war, famine, disease, death, murder, blah, blah, blah. You look out your window, it's like... That's my, that's that, that. That's not a telephone ringing. That's supposed to be like crickets. Um, you know, the, that there's that was? nothing. Go you're, yeah. de you're, definitely, you're definitely no Michael Winslow. Let's get that straight. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> but you know, and and it's it is though. You if you tune in and so like even now it's like 24 hour media. Um, you you can quickly become swallowed up in it all, and it's it's hard to get out of out of that. Because it's just like, you know, another story, another tweet, you know, and you just keep going on and on. It's like a, a snowball, isn't it? Yeah. It just gets bigger and bigger. It's an avalanche. It's it becomes an avalanche of, yeah. of crap that you, that you just feel you're, you're stuck under. Yeah. 
Um, so I know I, I definitely have. I've restricted myself from looking at the news um, to at least once or twice a day. I don't look at it any more than that. Look, I don't know um, if you guys have this twi- phrase over there, but being in media, we know it very well. And, and it, as much as it sucks, it's the truth. If it bleeds, it leads. And you have to realize yeah, I've heard that. the yeah. more horrific, the more sensational, the more terrible the news, that's going to go first because they know for whatever reason, human beings are wired to be drawn to chaos. We're like, oh, look at that bad car wreck. Oh, look at that fire. Oh, look at that massive damage. So they know yeah. that's going to hook you. And so that's what they lead with. You could have 10 positive stories happening in your own community. No one gives a shit. But if someone gets killed, front page. Do you know what? It's really interesting you say that because I know you were mentioning last time about, you know, perhaps we can find, or I don't know if it was off there, but we were saying perhaps we can find some good stories that have happened locally. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm bugging if I can find one at the moment. I, 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 I genuinely can't, you know, to my hometown, find anything. I must admit, I didn't dig as deep as what I could have done, but off, you know, just, just, just looking, looking at it briefly or, or looking at it on the top of, you know, looking at it just as it is, it is all doom and gloom. Regardless of what time of the yeah. year it is, regardless of when it is, even Christmas sounds shit to these newspapers. Do you know what I mean? So it's just, um, yeah. But, but to be fair, but to be fair though, I mean, it, it before it's, it's because of how it is given to us now. The social media stuff is because it, like you say, the twenty-four hour thing. But when, when the first newspaper was created, that's exactly what it was designed for. To yeah, to get more people to buy that newspaper, you want horrific stories. We're all a little bit fucking weird in that respect. Yeah, that we that we like. I mean, because you know. I, I'm a massive fan of true crime and serial killers, but it's all about the psychology of it and that sort of thing, you know, which some people think that's a little bit weird. I like all of that to try and understand about all that sort of thing. I don't actually like seeing bodies burnt or bodies mutilated. I'm not into all that sort of shit, but some people are. They seem to like that crap, you know, it's weird. Very, very weird. Well, let me, because um, I know we're getting close, close to the end. I do have a good yeah. story. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> hey. I do have a good story. Um, this what? is an example of, uh, of local community, which, by the way, I've always been a big fan of. We get all fixated on what's happening at the national level. And more often than not, they don't have anything to do with what's happening in your backyard day in and day out. I mean, they, they may have yeah. an overarching, whether it's tax policy or whatever, there's always some of that. But when you think yeah. about it, you have direct control and you run into these people that live right in your neighborhood or in your town or your, your township or whatever. In my own backyard, there were three different nonprofits that came together because they realized a lot of people are suddenly out of work right now. You had the Blessed Coalition, which was a collection of churches, the Red Door Food Pantry, which was one of our made food pantries that helps with people that need food during the course of the year. And then you had um, Will to Way, another foundation that helps to organize people. They, like, they, they look at what talents people might have and try to see, well, can we get you to volunteer your talents to help with something. So right now they're looking at all of these chefs and all of these uh, people who are caterers and people that are right now not finding people coming to their restaurant and saying, well, we still need to feed people. We're going to get food from the, from the food bank. We're going to work together and we're going to create these hot meals and we're going to give them to people. We have been averaging in our backyard here about five to 600 hot meals a night. That's amazing. We actually had the highest record yesterday. 759 meals were given to people, not charged, given to people because these nonprofits and volunteers every night, seven days a week between 5 PM and 7 PM, they are getting together and they've got uh, the local police have, have donated uh, uh, one of their cops to be there to help with traffic control. They've got all the CDC guidelines in place to make sure people are staying 
with within guidelines to make sure nobody's getting too close to anybody right now, but they are they're making it happen. It can work. You can see positivity in your own community if you want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that just that is amplified as well because obviously the uh, the whole um, response to volunteers for the NHS wasn't it? It was um, I think the target was like two hundred fifty thousand, and they had four hundred thousand people come forward in one day. I mean, that's pretty amazing. See, that's a great story, you know. Um, so it's it's out there. We've just got to sift through all the shit, haven't you? Sometimes to get to <laughs> yeah. it, yeah, or, or just keep just listen to us, and we'll find it for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be yeah. my mission for next time. I'm going to find an unbelievably, incredibly impressive story from my hometown. That's what I'm going to do because I want, I want it to be just completely local to me here. So maybe I'll, maybe it'll be my story, something I do. Maybe. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna. I, I don't know how you want to close this, Ben, but I want to leave with one piece of advice uh, because of this, what's happening in my own backyard. There are so many, and I don't know how it is in the UK, but I got to imagine there's a lot of not-for-profits or churches or ministries that are not private sector. They're not government. They're organizations. They're volunteers. There's people that have different missions. Get involved. Almost every organization could use another volunteer, even if it's just one day a month, or you don't have to become a board member but it opens your eyes to what's happening right in your own backyard by getting involved with these different not-for-profits or missions or whatever it is. I'm, I'm, I'm on five different boards I've served. I just felt like it's one of the things if I want to be able to support my community, I'm on the radio, I'm in media. I want to know what's happening outside of my bubble. I have such a larger view of my world because I spend time I hate the term giving back because it makes it sound like you yeah. gave me something that I didn't earn. Yeah. But in my sense, I like to serve. I want to I want to do something for somebody yeah, else you, now. You're giving without you don't and, require a reward. You're, not, you're doing it for anything else other than just right. giving. Yeah, yeah. And I think that has made such a huge difference with my my positive view of the world because it gives you a sense of context. When I'm looking at families that can't even feed their kids and I'm worrying about whether or not I can buy the latest Xbox. I think my priorities are screwed up if I if that's my issue. I realize oh, so much of my happiness has come from understanding I have a lot to be thankful for. And sometimes you have to expose yourself to a, a wider view to get the context of how good you actually have it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Well, babe, you got, you got anything to finish off with there, Stabby? No, I can't really top that, can I? I'm just a selfish I was going to say, uh, I just sat here all deflated. <laughs> Feeling, feeling completely hopeless. Thanks, Al. No, yeah, <laughs> no. Honestly, I, that that's um, that's brilliant, and to be commended, it really is. And uh, yeah. it, 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 like you said, the sense of sort of satisfaction, and you know, it's it's priceless, really, isn't it? Like I said earlier on, that sort of what I said earlier on about the people that I work with, you know, kind of giving me something, um, just meant more to me than. Than anything, yeah, I know it's just a nice sense of of feeling and belonging, isn't it? Yeah, so, brilliant. yeah, fair play that's to you, mate. Fantastic. Well, that's it then. I think we've had a nice little um, second episode there, don't you think? I really enjoyed that. So it's fantastic. Yeah, well, it's good. Ben, like I said ex- oh. accelerated it a lot, didn't we? That in terms of we said, oh, we'll do one of these every month, and then a week later, is it a week? What? It's two. No. Well, it's been two. Here, well, but the thing is, there's a lot going on at the time we're recording this, so. I think all the messaging is still good regardless of what's happening. Oh, yeah. But I just, I think we all agreed it'd be nice to put something out right away because we are talking about how hard it is to find positive things. It'd be nice to have a positive podcast that we can throw out there to say, hey, this may help take your mind off of things and give you a way of kind of maybe, 
I don't know, uh, rationalizing or dealing with it or maybe letting it not have as much control over your psyche as you as mm. it's taking right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I think just yeah. from my point of view is on the next show, if we get commissioned for a third one, I would, um, I would definitely like to um, just talk about how I approach just the, the actual start of the day. Because the start of the day for me is, you know, the moment I actually wake up is where I use all the tools that I've learned to make my day feel great. Generally speaking, you know, I've got certain things I do. So I want to perhaps uh, touch on that next time if I can. Um, obviously, mm. you guys are going to bring something new as well to the table again. So I've really enjoyed doing that. So um, I think that's it. I think we can wrap that one up, can't we? That's awesome. Well, yeah, I just, but as we do, you, you didn't get a chance to maybe give your last thought on, is there something that you want to leave the audience with? Yes, if we can get some sort of fundraiser going for me, so I can buy the next <laughs> Xbox, that'd be fantastic. Thank you very much. <laughs> Go fund me, forward slash 44. <laughs> um, no, I'm cool with that. That's cool. I, and I'm joking, of course, everyone know that. Don't send me any money whatsoever at all. Just send us lots of feedback. What I would really like is, uh, and I said this last time, is if, just to get feedback, which we did get some feedback, like we said at the start, but just to get maybe people um, interacting a little bit more. See, this is where it all breaks down from such a brilliant beginning of the podcast to the end. We obviously have a... Uh, people can email as well, can't they? So please yes. help me out, Chris, because I'm not 100% sure Con what it is. It's uh, contact at uh, 60minuteswith.co.uk, but there is a contact form on the website as well. So if you just go straight to 60minuteswith.co.uk, then you can get in touch via the contact form oh, there. Okay. And it's, it's a lot easier. That's brilliant. Yeah. And by the way, all of our uh, Twitter accounts, I think, have been added under our profile. So if you, the, anybody wants to message any of us or all three of us in a message, we'll all respond. We're, I, I'm huge on inter interacting with my <laughs> audience, whether it's radio audience. <laughs> but hey, I'm there. not that huge. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase. Hold on, let me rephrase. I am a big believer in engaging with the audience. If they want to chat, talk, you know, reach out via Twitter, via Facebook, whatever, I will do my utmost to respond. That's I know awesome. you guys feel the same way. Totally, totally. So you're at Alan J. Sanders, I believe. Is that right? That's yep, correct. That is correct. Chris, you are at Dastardly Jabby. And I'm at XX40XX, which, by the way, I've been told is very childish having the XX at the start and end. But I've been like that forever, so I'm not changing it. But also, just to, just yeah, that's it for us. So, I just I want to thank everyone who is listening right now, and if they want to engage, as I say, just come come at us, and we will respond. But also, there as um, just Alan, you want to just pimp your other show that you do as well, because you're not just part of Sixty Minutes with. You're yeah, also I, a part. Yeah, of if if you want something a, a a break that's not politics, we do a show called The Wilder Ride, which is about the movies of Gene Wilder, and we use the movies by minutes format, where every show only looks at one minute at a time of the movie. The shows may be anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes long, depending on what we're talking about. But it's kind of fun. Not politics, not heavy downers. It's uh, a lot of fun. And you might learn something about some of your favorite Gene Wilder movies. And it's completely safe for work. It is, actually. We bleep things creatively. Yeah, it's really, really fantastic mm. uh, thing. What about yourself, Chris? You obviously um, do some more shows on this feed as well, so. Yeah, so the ABC of Gaming, which is usually every month to six weeks, uh, you join us, Ben, and yep. Adam, and, um, well, sometimes Dave, but we talk about video games and life and stuff. Um, looking at the entertainment show, so do that with Dave. That's talking about anything and everything that's kept us entertained over the past month or six weeks. Um, sound check shows very occasionally, um, but the spotlight shows, so 
I've got another one planned uh, for tomorrow with Adam, and we're going to be talking about the movie Creep Show. So looking forward to doing that. And then um, it's usually go- the, the theme of that is going back to movies that we watched when we were kids and haven't watched for a long, long time, and just to see whether they stand up to the test of time. And uh, and so yeah, it's, they're good fun as well. That's awesome. That's fantastic. So that's it then. I think that's that's the end of this second episode of the ABCs of Boarding Ahead. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us again this week. All right. Just stay positive. Stay positive, yeah. guys. That attitude is, is everything. I know it's a cliche, but it truly is. And just, yeah. and just be kind to your fellow neighbors. And um, yeah, maybe it, you'll, you'll, you'll feel the benefit immediately from that. It's fantastic. So thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Everything is awesome. Leave it to an American to come in and fuck up everything in Europe. <laughs> yeah, just like Meghan Markle. You know, the royal family was amazing until she. Oh yeah, no, spotless. I don't, don't give a, sh- I don't give a shit. But. <laughs> All right, Ben. Just for uh, for for the recording, because I know everybody's recording their own channel. You yeah. can move yours maybe just a little louder. Some of your volume uh, got a little clifty, uh, a little it was a little soft in, in places when we edited the last time. So just like he's cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've I've worked on that in my head. I'm driving around in my van. I'm just being watching, working out an intro. Okay, so it might be shit or it might be good. You two be the judge of it. Oh, so this is go. great. Yeah. So you didn't write it down. It's all in your head. Great. No, 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 no. In my head, and I've been perfected it. And I've had to write it down just to Ooh. give me some sort of guideline. The first time in about eight <laughs> fucking years, you've made notes. Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm well, I'm getting more professional. And Alan is fucking it up. So, you know. <laughs> 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 I'm going slowly, crazy. We're having a transference here like Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> oh, don't start talking about trannies, you little bastard. Anyway, that's that. Should we go? Should we get into this then? Yeah, sure. But have you learned how to clap, Stabby? Uh, so, um, oh, yes, I, I've been. I've, I've learned after I've been taught how to do it now. Speaking of Jerry's feed, did you see where I had to correct his math today? <laughs> no. He puts out a stat and he goes, and it. That's only 0.1%. I said, no, it's 1.4%. You move the decimal two places. No, you don't. It's only one. I said, not if you want percentage. You move it two. Then he, that actually sounded just like him as well. Then he, moved, <laughs> then he moved. Then he removed his post and just put a thing. He goes, I guess that's what I get for putting mushroom suppositories up my ass. <laughs> there we go. Chris, you are at Chris Jellyman. No, no. <laughs> no, he's not. Note to editor: Please remove that daft comment I've made. <laughs> no, keep it in. Keep, keep it in, in Alan. Everything is I just thought you were a naughty boy because I was like, "Wow, he's a double triple X." <laughs> no, I'm a, no, a double double X. <laughs> oh, Trent is a double X. It's not a triple X. <laughs> Yeah. Right. yeah. No, <laughs> note to the editor. Cut that shit too. <laughs> yeah, keep it in. That's <laughs> no, pretty. Everything is awesome.